on Power Talk AM 1460 and FM 101.1. Streaming worldwide on iHeartRadio. Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show. You're listening to The Jam Price Show, all about movies. And today, my guest is Oscar contender cinematographer Todd Ben Hazel. How are you, Todd? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm fabulous. Thank you. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, so happy to talk to you. And me too. So we're going to talk today. You were the cinematographer on the highly touted uh, film with Jennifer Lopez. Uh, Hustlers. It was a, a huge hit this fall. What was it like working with all those amazing, beautiful women, uh, scantily clad, Todd? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I think like everyone on that set, we're all just doing our work. And I think like from the ground up, it was just obvious that we wanted to. I mean, I think this is how we always try to run every set you try to create a safe space for the actors to do their best work so like in many ways i don't think it was any different than any other set you just try to provide like a very comfortable safe place for actors to be vulnerable you know and uh i think in this case everyone uh i think our interest was in these people as characters and as their inner emotional lives um so i think like if you just start from that place uh not that you don't think about the rest, but like, it's just, we're all professionals working. You know what I mean? Like that's their characters and we're making a movie about that. And and that's what it is, you know? Well, then how did you shoot it? Because, um, you had a special technique. I understand that you were working on when you were shooting this. Am I correct with that? That you, Uh, in terms of the way you shot this, because they're strippers, like, I guess just so the audience who may have not seen this movie, uh, Hustlers is about a group of stripler, strippers who, um, why don't you tell the rest of the audience what it's about? Uh, so it's about a, uh, gr- it's a based on true story. It's about a group of, uh, strippers, uh, in 2007, 2011 that, uh, they, when the financial crash hit New York, they started, uh, drugging their wall street clients and taking them into the club and running up their credit cards and kind of built like an empire uh, off of this um so i mean for us like the main visual way to do this movie was, like our conversations were about the idea of like control and holding on to control and what that would look like visually and also like shooting the women like athletes i think like all the the past movies that we looked at that had strip clubs in them and strippers uh, kind of shot them like from lack of a better word, like from the male gaze. And we wanted to shoot them and light them from a place of like power. And we looked at like, you know, more like sports movies and gangster movies and tried to light it and shoot it like it was a crime epic. Uh, cause it is. I mean, that's what the movie mm-hmm, is to us. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's like a friend story. It's a best friend story and it's a, and it's a big crime epic, you know? That's interesting, though. I hadn't, you know, you're right, and but I, I hadn't really thought about going back and looking at other crime ec- epics and seeing how they were shot in, in order to do this. So, what what did you learn, and what kind of techniques did you use when you were? You know, it's like we looked at a lot of Scorsese movies, like all the classics. Looked okay. at obviously like Goodfellas and Casino, and we looked at Boogie Nights, and we looked at Wolf of Wall Street, and all these movies that you know have men in these roles where. Uh, you love them for either being bad or you love them for like their amazing attempts to, to uh, at power. And, uh, you know, they're usually voiceover driven and 
you know, we talked, so we use like this kind of same techniques, like fast dolly moves through spaces, long te- uh, steady cam shots through spaces. We, we, we use a lot of like, uh, you know, Godfather S top light on the women. We use a lot of like hard, brutal backlights. We shot a lot of it like low angle, like things you don't typically shoot women under 25, you know, but for us, like we wanted to shoot them from their character's place, not from this idea of just making them look, you know, beautiful in like a traditional way. Right. Right. So what was, was how difficult was it and how long did it take when we have, you know, this incredible pole dance by uh, Jennifer Lopez um, and uh, that it was it's early on in the film. How difficult was that to shoot that and how long did it take to so shoot it? So the, the big dancing, which, God, I mean, I remember when when Jennifer called Lorreen, the director and I in to, to look at the rehearsal of that. Cause you know, on the, on, in the script, it's like, I think it says one sentence. It says like, you know, uh, Ramona does like a flourish and steps off the stage, but with yeah. Jennifer Lopez, like obviously she made it, she knew that it had to be this like iconic thing that would enter into film canon. And right. So, you know, her and her choreographer, our choreographer who's brilliant. They, you know, they showed us the rehearsal on this iPad. And I remember like Lorreen and I, our jaws just hit the floor. It's like seeing, you know, it's just this unbelievable thing. And then we actually had to do it really quickly. I mean, we created the entire lighting setup for that. I think in like two or three hours, uh, because we just had no time on this movie. You know, we only shot that strip club for, I think four days, you know, uh, total. So, um, and then we shot the dance scene like a stunt. I think we had three cameras going and Jennifer did it, I believe maybe four times. I mean, the thing is like, she's doing it for real. Like, you know, a dancer who's been doing this for 20 years can do these moves and Jennifer could do them. She trained. But when she was done, I mean, she had beat her body up. I mean, it was mm-hmm. brutal. I mean, there's no there's no stunt double. There's no body doubles. There's no vis effects. It's all her. So, you know, we shot it three cameras. And by the time she had done it four times, that was it. It was done. It's amazing. So did you do it all in one shot or did you have to edit it in? You had you did four different shoots of it. Where did you take uh when you were doing it initially, was it just all one um complete shot or was there was did you have to stop and start? We ran it like a full dance sequence. So okay. we had her do it four times in which we played the song, she comes out, everyone's cheering, throwing money, she does the entire thing four ways through. We just shot it each time with different camera positions. So every time we would do it, we'd move the cameras around and get a different angle that we knew we needed. But we ran it like it was really happening. It's amazing. Well, it is. It's an amazing uh, feat in itself. I mean, she truly is in a uh, phenomenal uh, shape, uh, literally and figuratively, to be able to do that. And I think everybody was wondering, was that her or did she have a st- stunt dumple? You know, I think. Totally. That, yeah. Well, we <laughs> talked a lot about trying to make sure that her face was in as many of the shots as possible, or at least enough so that you do get this feeling when you have your famous person steps up there, but then you cut to like a tight shot when something incredible happens, like you can tell that there's trickery going on. And for us, we want to make sure that you could really feel that it was real and that it was like happening live. I mean, kind of we shot like a documentary so that, you know, you can tell that it's her, you know? Yes, you could definitely tell it was her. So besides that particular shot, because I'm sure that was incredibly difficult to shoot, what was the most, uh, what other part of this movie was incredibly difficult for you to to shoot? You know, I think the other, the main challenge of this movie was just, we had so many locations. I mean, the movie stands across three time periods and, and it, 
you're constantly doing wardrobe changes, women, you know, and so I think just moving at that pace was the difficulty. I mean, one particular scene that I remember was hard was just there's a scene where back in the champagne room, uh, Constance Wu's character, uh, a dude, the power dynamics between her and a guy in that champagne room is kind of ugly. And he like forces her to do drugs off his hand. And it's not a nice scene. And right. we talked a lot about how to shoot this scene in a way where you're true to what's happening for her experience. But we're not just like contributing to like the pile of scenes in cinema that is just like violence against women, you know, like lazy violence against women. So it came down to like rooting the camera in her perspective. That way you have a scene that's true and ugly and real, but at the same time, isn't like from this just male perspective where we're just using violence as like a tool because we couldn't figure out a better thing to do in the movie, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, what was it about that particular scene then what is specifically in the sense of, I mean, you know, we just wanted to make sure that the way we shot it didn't objectify and brutalize her. Okay. We want to make sure that the way we shot it felt like how it would feel for someone to go through this scene. So for us, it became about putting the camera always at her eye level, looking up at the other character, at the other guy, and just making sure that we were always aligned with her emotionally. And that's what it was. It was okay. a conversation of like where to put the camera. Okay, because that's what I was wondering. I, I, you know, how do you how do you how do you judge that? What do you do as a cinematographer to make sure that that's the kind of thing that happens in a scene? So thank yeah. you uh, for letting us know. And I know some in some of the scenes you wanted the women to feel um, you know empowered, and then other scenes if they felt desperate. So how do you film? It for them to feel empowered, um, and then how did you feel film it for them to feel desperate? What's the difference between that? I mean, there's so much when you're shooting a movie that we, as watching, observing the movie, don't even realize how much the cinematographer can um, not manipulate our emotions, but um, help uh, create the emotional impact that should be created. So, talk a little bit about that, if you would talk. You know. It- it's funny. It's like all these decisions we make uh, as filmmakers, the audience should never, should hopefully never notice. Right. Should, you're right. They should just feel them. And like all these decisions go together to hopefully just create a feeling that looks invisible, you know? And so like for us, our language to, to help these characters feel powerful is we shot uh, in large format digital and we used really wide lenses and we cover them in color and big backlight and we shoot these big dynamic wide shots of them where they look like, you know, superheroes or athletes. They just looked, you know, we called it 50 foot women is what we called it. <laughs> the, we feel like an attack of the 50 foot woman, you know. And then when we wanted it to feel like, you know, the, they're, the world's crashing down on them and they're feeling the pressure and, the, you know, it's becoming claustrophobic. What we would do is we would shoot on a smaller format digital on these really long zoom lenses, almost like 70s style zoom lenses. And we would have these long, oppressive shots where we'd zoom in on them. So I think like for an audience, you get to see them in these two different ways. You get to see them like larger than life and you get to see them like really in these like really claustrophobic. And I think it's a subtle thing that that is felt, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a, yeah, it's interesting. It's fascinating. How, how did this project come to you? So this project came to me, uh, a wonderful angel of a man and a genius, our costume designer, Mitchell Travers, who is really the other actor in this movie, is Mitchell's 
wardrobe and costume. <laughs> oh, you know? yes. It's so much fun. Yes. I mean, what a dream. So Mitchell and I had worked together on a small movie years ago, a movie that I, I love so much called The Strange Ones. And when Mitchell was interviewing for this movie, Hustlers, he recommended that Lorreen take a look at me. And I think by coincidence that day, she had seen some of my work with, uh, I had done some music videos for Janelle Monet, And I think, as Lorreen said, she, uh, she saw these Janelle Monet videos and said, what woman shot these videos and then she found out that the, the woman that shot these videos was me <laughs> weird and funny i'm not sure what to do but, <laughs> really you know, your think, wife probably has some thoughts about that i'm sure <laughs> you know i think it's before hustlers i had done so much fashion and music video stuff where i really was interested in like i don't know just how powerful and amazing women are and and if there are ways to get those images and ideas about women into like typical fashion and music video stuff that is just so much from the male gaze and is so objectified and it's just not what interests me and um you know i think we had done that with janelle monet i mean she's such a badass she's so powerful it's easy with her so yeah i guess that's how i got connected with it is Lorene saw me and we met and you know fell in love and the rest is the rest history. is history <laughs> as they say i love janelle monet i think she's just an incredibly beautiful woman i just interviewed the editor uh and also the makeup artist for harriet really? for harriet oh yeah. cool awesome uh two different interviews and um we talked about janelle monet and i said i think she's just one of the most beautiful women on the screen today Day. There's something about her that's just, uh, it's indescribable. She just has that something, that mystique uh, about her, I think. So it's interesting to hear you say she's a badass. I like that. <laughs> For sure. How long did it take to get the production actually started from the point that you were hired and then you begin began shooting on Hustlers? Oh, my God. I mean, so I was hired or I was attached to the movie and we were going to make it and then uh, kind of our financing dropped out and the movie was kind of dead or at least it was in real jeopardy of being dead and I think that happened on Lorene's birthday oh, no. and, uh, and then uh, I believe a year went by of trying to get the movie made I could be wrong about that time of I'm pretty sure it was a year uh, and then I remember around New Year's I kind of had like realized like wow I think this movie that I love so much is not going to happen and then I think the next day uh, I, I received word that, you know, we found a new financier and that was it. We were going and the movie went. So, you know, I was connected to it for a long time. That's interesting. So, it was, I mean, it fell out and for how long? About a year? I think a year it was dead. I mean, these things happen all the time. But it, they it's do. A hard big case. You know, nobody, not many people wanted to make a movie about women behaving badly. <laughs> and that's changed, hasn't it? <laughs> I hope, anyhow, because we're always behaving badly, I think, anyhow. (laughs) In a good way. It was a problem. It's like we're making movies about men, criminals, all the time, and they're some of our favorite performances, but, like, the instant you have a movie about a bunch of women, you know, taking advantage of dudes, everyone's, like, terrified of it. I mean, I think that's, like, (laughs) the reason it was so exciting to make the movies, because... It shouldn't be a big deal, but it is right now for some it, reason in our culture. Right yeah, now. it is. You're well. You're you're totally right. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Jam Price Show, all about movies. And today, my guest is Oscar contender for cinematography for his new movie Hustlers, and I'm talking to Todd. Ben Hazel. And we we're talking about what it was like to photograph all these beautiful women in Hustlers. What was it like to work with Jennifer Lopez? Okay, we can do some gossip now. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, the gossip is, the gossip is boring because she's just as incredible as you think she is. Like literally, the, the, who, she's such 
a real true star. She's so talented and so smart and so warm. And she made every scene better. She made everyone around her better. She's the hardest working person on set. I mean, it really like, it became like, you know, she would ask like, oh, hey, are you going to get a shot from this side of the room? And, and I would think like, oh, that's interesting. I hadn't thought of that angle. Why? And I realized 100% of the time it's because she knew the script so well. She knew like, oh, well, the most important line of the scene is going to happen from that side. So there should be a shot over there. I mean, she really, she's just the best. Yeah, and no she joke. and she is one of the hardest working uh, people in show business because she's everywhere. She's absolutely everywhere, yeah. doing so many different things, and 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 she is a success because of all the hard work that she has put into it. You you know her story, and um and and she's always stretching and doing more. You know, she's not happy just to do one genre extremely well. You know, she's expanded into many many different uh, genres, including acting now uh, where she does it extreme, extremely well no matter what she does because of all the hard totally. work she puts into it. I just was reading this uh, just quick she's doing interviews right now um, you know there's talk about her being possibly nominated for an Oscar also for her performance and there has been that buzz going on ever since the movie premiered but um, about never giving up how important it is not to give up and, and you know that's the message everybody needs to hear in this business and any business but particularly this business just like with this film the finance falling out uh, for about a year but never giving up and the financing falling back in and making a, a really it really is a very entertaining movie if you haven't seen it I recommend it I think it's, it's is it still out Todd or is it now on video on demand do you know it's now yeah it's now streaming everywhere I'm sure it's in a couple of theaters somewhere but now it's more like uh, in everywhere every device known to man <laughs> and getting it out there for sure yeah. Um, was the film shot entirely on location? The film was shot uh, mostly on location. You know, we took over a real strip club and we kind of converted it to what we needed. So it was kind of like a hybrid half half location, half stage. And then we built we built a couple sets. We built like the champagne room and the private dancing room and a few other small things. But mostly it was a location movie in New York City. You know, and some of it's actually taking place in like the real places and the Gansford Hotel. And like we tried to make it as either the real places that it really happened, or at least as, as similar as possible. Was there any place that was particularly difficult to shoot? Hmm. I mean, the strip club. The strip club was the hardest thing ever, because there's just most, you know, a quarter of the movie is in that club. So much happens in there, and, you know, we didn't have, we had no time and not enough money, and, you know, we pulled off, I think we were in that place total maybe five, six days, and it was just like a, a blackout blur of what went on in there. But we got it done, somehow. <laughs> You know, how so, many, how they, oh, so go ahead. Well, I just remember, you know, there's the, uh, there's this, there's this usher, there's a scene where Usher playing himself enters the strip club. Right. And that scene for me is just like, it's pure joy for an audience. And I remember when we shot that, I mean, it was like near the end of the strip club. And like I said, it was so difficult and so exhausting in that place. And when Usher came in, it was just sort of this like triumphant moment. You know, it's like not only had we actually gotten Usher playing himself, but, like, it was happening, and, you know, he threw up a bunch of money into the air, and I swear, like, way more money rained down than what he threw in the air. Like, it didn't make physical, it didn't make sense. And I just remember this moment at the monitor where we just, like, we smiled and said, you know what, like, this is nearly killing us, but we did it. Today, we did it. 
you know? I remember, like, Usher stands up in front of Jen. I remember him and Jennifer Lopez kind of greeting each other on that day, and you're looking at two people who, especially in, like, that mid-2000s, like, were just the king and queen of that decade in pop, and, like, seeing them say hello to each other was really special, you know, it was a a beautiful moment. Oh, I can imagine, uh, you know, out-of-body experience, I would think, (laughs) having both of them there on on the set. That would be... Who who has influenced your career the most, Todd? Oh, what a question. Man, I don't know. There's so many. You know what's funny? You know who got me into filmmaking is Michael Bay, of all people. Really? Oh, I... Yeah, I'm going to say Michael Bay. Do you guys remember a movie, The Rock, Cliff Cage, and, and Ed Harris? Yes, and, and yes. Sean Connery. That's like my favorite movie ever. And when I was a kid... About Alcatraz, like, right? It meant everything to me. And like, I remember eBay had just come out and like, I would buy all this The Rock memorabilia on eBay and like a cardboard cutout. Yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to say right here on your show that Michael Bay is my biggest influence. Hey, Michael Bay, if you're listening. <laughs> Maybe you and Todd could work on a project together. Yeah. For sure. Wasn't The Rock about Alcatraz? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. I thought that was a really good movie, actually. A very good movie. So how um, how did you, how did you get into cinematography? What what was it that inspired you out of all of the different aspects that one could get into in this industry? Why did you choose cinematography? You know, I think these things happen so weirdly. When I was a kid, I just wanted to make movies. I always wanted to make movies. And I didn't know that there were different jobs on set. So I just thought I wanted to be a director because I, I thought that's what that's who makes movies. And then I think as I grew up, you know, I started getting a camera in my hands and kind of just falling in love with telling a story visually. And I think for me, like, I love collaborating with brilliant people. And for me, that's what cinematography is. It's like working with a group of beautiful, brilliant, talented artists and doing something together. So I think it, it just fits. It fits my, it just fits me, you know? Perfect then. Perfect. So when you're, when you're working on a film like this film, did you, um, did Loreen uh, storyboard the whole thing out and then you worked with her directly about how you felt each one of these uh, scenes should be shot? How, how was your working process with Loreen, the director? So Loreen and I, did the whole thing together. I mean, we talked through the script together and then we shot listed the entire movie scene by scene together. I mean, it took a couple weeks. Um, but I think we knew that like with a movie like this, where there are, there's so much talent and there's so many scenes and so many locations, the only way we were going to make it. And with the level of ambition that we wanted is we had to just know more than anyone on set. We had to be more prepared than anyone. So we, we like intensely shot listed the entire movie and then we shot that shot list, you know? Of course there's improvisation while you're shooting, but like basically the bones of it we made during those sessions. Really interesting. Well, Todd, I look forward to the Oscar nominations and I look forward to hearing your voice be announced as, uh, as best cinematographer for Hustlers. So thank you so much for being on the show. Go ahead. Thank you so much. I hope that comes true. I really, it's uh, lovely speaking with you. Thank you. You too, Todd. Have a great holiday. You too. If you're just tuning in, you've been listening to the Jam Price Show All About Movies. And if you have missed any of uh, the Jam Price Shows, All About Movies shows, you can go to the uh, my website where all the shows are archived. You can also go to the iHeart Podcast channel, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube, Podbean, and I'm on your smart TV on the iHeart app on your TV. Type in Jam Price Show and you can listen to the shows on your TV. We are everywhere. There's no excuse for not listening to our show. Thank you for listening. 
on Power Talk AM 1460 and FM 101.1. Streaming worldwide on iHeartRadio. Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show. 